Institute. I am the curator of the Institute, the Look G-Man. We have reached the end of the first season. This is episode 10. I will be taking a hiatus for a few weeks and will resume for season 2 on April 19th. Today is going to be another random episode and see what trouble we can get into. I can show you a few more of our exhibits and bring you back around for a brief summary of where we've been in these last 10 episodes. Or we can talk about this article that I have found today, which I think we will indeed touch on. So, put on your mask, wash your hands, and douse yourself in sanitizer. We're going full-on science today. I found this article off of uh, Euronews.com. it sparked my interest because it was talking about uh, colonizing Mars and building sustainable cities on Mars. And the projected date is not too far off in the distant future. And that is why I figure that this is something that I, we should discuss. Uh, it's a brief article. I'll, I'll read it to you now. It says, With plans for the first Martian sustainable city ready to go, it's now just a question of time before humans live on Mars. The new design overall contains five cities, with the capital called Nua. The vertical city has homes, offices, and green spaces, all built into the side of a cliff to protect inhabitants from atmospheric pressure and radiation. The oxygen is largely produced by plants, the food is 90% plant-based, and energy comes from solar panels. Mars is half the size of Earth, but how would we get there? Every two years, there are a couple of weeks where the planet is the closest to Earth. So the trip would only take six months to get there. However, the circumstances on the red planet are far from friendly. The atmospheric pressure is not not suitable for humans. And the radiation is lethal on the surface without any shelter. We had to do a lot of analysis based on computing and working with the scientists to try to understand what the circumstances that we will face. This is founder of architecture studio ABIBOO, Alfredo Munoz, adding, we have to face challenges that are very specific to the conditions of Mars. One of them is gravity which is only one-third of the gravity of Earth. The other hand, CO2 and water can be obtained on the surface. Water is one of the great advantages that Mars offers. It helps to be able to get the proper materials for the construction. Basically, with the water and the CO2, we can generate carbon, and with the carbon, we can generate steel. According to Munoz, the architecture company plans to use exclusively Martian materials for the construction. The Mars City Project is part of scientific work organized by the Mars Society and developed by SONET Network, uh, an international term of uh, an international team of scientists and academics, Architecture Studio, ABIBOO, has created the designs based on the latest scientific research. The learnings that we are getting by developing a fully sustainable city on Mars brings us so much know-how and the ideas and insights, but things that we could do differently on Earth, according to 
per Munoz. When are people going to live on Mars? According to the architecture company's analysis, the construction can start by 2054 and it could be built by 2100. That is, when the first community could start living there. We think it's doable from the technical aspects. What takes time is more about ensuring that there is enough will and associations in the international community. This has to be something that comes from a private sector, public sector, different locations and different cultures in order to ensure that there is diversity. Now, I told you it was a short article. What do I think about that? What should we think about that? That there is talk or actually a plan to have a community built on Mars in, let's see, we're in 2021. So 2054, that's 33 years from now. That's not, not, not too far off. Um, unless I have a little uh, transhumanism inside me, which allows me to live eternally, because uh, other reports are saying that there's an entire generation out there that's not having any children, um, blaming it on infertility and other issues, um, that there might be more of a need to extend life. And to extend life, you would have to provide um, artificial organs where you don't necessarily need the oxygen to breathe. You just work as a automaton, a robot, android, synthoid, fill in the blank. Uh, just as long as I could keep my, my wits about me, my, my human aspect, my brain, my memories, my hopes, my dreams, and we, I'm all there. I, living on another planet because we destroyed this one <laughs> us humans are we're, we're a plague that's for sure we're definitely a plague we kill everything that we touch for every good thing that we do there's 20 bad things so let's go on to another planet and fuck that one up too why the hell not now this is where Things get weird. Uh, I've been following Mr. Elon Musk on Twitter lately, and he's been talking about his city that he's building in Texas called Starbase. Um, I'm kind of liking it to Los Alamos in New Mexico, but this is strictly for... Uh, in what has he puts it in interplanetary uh, travel. Um, there's other articles that are out there that are talking about putting a hotel in space, literally in space. Now, on a hot summer night, maybe out in the country, away from the city lights and looking up in, into the stars, and you may see the blinking lights of the Hilton or Red Roof Inn, or fill in the blank, <laughs> just hanging out there in space. And to travel to it would have to be cheap, or else the average person would not be able to leave the planet, unless they become something that they're not currently. And that that's where the transhumanism comes in. And we've talked about that once before. Now... What I'm looking for is not just the astonishment, um, but to have more people, you know, talking the way Musk talks. And 
this interplanetary stellar travel where it could be done on the cheap so anybody can travel. And maybe, maybe by 2100, we might be able to do that. Currently, we lack the technology, we lack the funds, we lack all that stuff that can get us there. However, this is the caveat. However, what Musk is promoting is the cryptocurrency. And I know I've talked about this a lot in the past, a lot, uh, where you got your Bitcoin, you got your Ethereum, you got your, your Ripple, you got your um, your altcoins, and Musk, he talks about Bitcoin, but he talks more about Doggy, because Doggy is so cheap right now that anybody can buy it. Anybody. Now, why, why does that matter? Why does that matter? Well, here's the, here's the deal. So, you may be scrimping together your last couple bucks, or they used to say that you always find a couple dollars in the cushions of your couch. Uh, now that, take it, you know, for what it is, Nowadays, you get a lot of people that are in trouble, and that that money you could buy doggy with it for thousands of thousands of doggy. You know, it, it's quite quite cheap. It's still sitting around five six five or six cents. Um, now, when we Go through the great reset that they keep talking about. The great reset where the fiat is going to be worthless all over the world. It's going to be worthless. And, and we'll get rid of the currency exchange rates. We'll get rid of all of that stuff. Everyone does crypto. So you can use doggy. Probably a few of these other ones that are out there, but uh, Musk keeps pr promoting doggy. So this doggy, the value of it is going to skyrocket. It's going to go all the way up. So every poor person that pulled that money out of the cushions of their couch, uh, they they were able to procure what could easily be millions or billions of dollars once this takes off. No pun intended, it's referring to the space travel and all, uh, but we got, that's why everyone keeps talking about it's going to go to the moon, it's going to go to Mars, you know, this is going to be the, uh, planetary currency because it's so it, they found what is considered the people's currency this is what their goal is uh, and to have someone to actually i'm hoping that it's not pseudo cares but actually does care about the average person uh, out there promoting this change that they are able to move move things forward and to get get the average person onto that starship and get them up into space. But again, circle all the way back. Humans are a plague. And they talked about this on uh, on those, the movie The Matrix way back when, where Neo speaks with Agent Smith for the first time, and Smith says, in the best delivery of any line. Hugo Weaving is the best for deadpan monologues. And he says that humans are a plague. They have no purpose. They have no meaning. They have nothing in their life. And 
They go around and they destroy things. They stake their claim and they destroy. They never rebuild. They never love. They never do anything, but they destroy. They always destroy. You don't look like they're... If you look different, you're a target. You act different, you're a target. You sound different, you're a target. There's hate in every human. Uh, case in point, we have in America, uh, United States, a um, plague now that is starting to spread worldwide where our racist thoughts and our racist uh, actions uh, are poisoning the well, if you will, of other countries and targeting minorities of all kinds. Uh, if you're not white, you are a target. And I feel bad for that. I really do. Because we're, we're all one and the same. We're, we're all, we all bleed. We're just built different. We all come from the same mother. Uh, you know, you want to talk about biblical philosophy. Uh, in, the, in the beginning, God created Adam. He created Eve of his rib. And Eve gave Adam the apple from the tree of knowledge. And then they were banished because they knew too much. They couldn't have the wool pulled over their eyes anymore. They understand the world. Um, so it's kind of where we are now. But uh, getting back to the philosophy, uh, in science, they had uh, traced DNA. And I know you all probably do the 23andMe and uh, Ancestry and everything else. Well, maybe not now because of COVID, but I know you all did at one point. And we got, everyone traces back to a common ancestor. That common ancestor came out of the, I think it was Middle East, where Mesopotamia, Babylon once was. And uh, that one single mother that uh, everyone could be traced back to, every bloodline, every... Uh, race. Everybody goes back to that one soul mother, which is the proverbial Eve. You know, Adam and Eve, uh, they gave birth to Cain and Abel. Uh, you had, you know, one was the good child, one was the evil child, but they were brothers. They were all cut from the same cloth. So you today. We have good and evil, and every one of us, we, we all have negative thoughts, and we all have positive thoughts. We all want the betterment of the people. It's just determining what the people is. So, recently, the big, the big news story is uh, against Asian Americans. Now that's 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 something that I haven't heard uh, as a hate demographic in a long, long time. Uh, you have you you had a president for four years in this country who once once there was a bad thing that came out of Asia, in this case China. Uh, which is the plague that we all have right now, this COVID-19, coronavirus. And he would say, you know, he called it the Kung Flu or the China virus. God forbid, but that's what he referred to it as. And because of that, all of his reluctant minions out there 
see that as a as the next thing that needs to be eradicated. Get rid of all the Asians, then the virus will go away. That's the theory, at least. Uh, and I'm saying it's a theory because it's the most ludicrous thing I've ever, you know, thought about. Because this is, we didn't, in this country, get the coronavirus from the Asians, even though we, there was a initial group of 40,000 that came over from China after the Chinese New Year of 2020. And uh, they were all American citizens. They weren't Chinese citizens. They were American. They all came back because the borders were not shut on the West Coast for everybody. It was only shut for nationals. It wasn't shut for American citizens. However, the virus came over on the uh, East Coast as well. The North Coast, Canada, the Southern Coast, Mexico, Caribbean Islands, uh, and East Coast from Europe. Uh, so it, when it traveled, it traveled around the world from Asia through Europe, Africa, then to America, Canada, Mexico, and South America, uh, predominantly Brazil, which had a mess amount of people that contracted it. So, yeah, blaming one group of people is not the best way to go about it. Although this is, <laughs> this is 2021 after all. And uh, last year it was all against, you know, blacks. And no, I will not call them African-Americans because there's a lot of whites that live in Africa, and they are also African-American. So, um, yeah. So they're going to be called blacks in my book. So it just seems that... So Black Lives Matter was 2020, and 2021 is Asian Lives Matter. Is there really anything else out there? So now this... Circling back, we have this uh, whole talk of interstellar travel. I'm concerned that you have a lot of, uh, you can have different demographics of people that go on a space flight. You're going, you have all different groups of people. You have your Asians, you have your whites, you have your blacks, you have your Latinos. They're all up on there, the rocket. And one of the people on the, the rocket is a bigot, racist, misogynist, and that person is not going to like sharing that rocket with minorities. So you're going to have a problem. You're really going to have a problem uh, by taking that hate with you somewhere else. Now, in my mind, we should take all the racist, bigots, misogynists, etc., and put them together on a rocket and just launch them into space. Let all of us normal people stay here and create a better world. You could put all those haters up there and forget about them. Don't even just let them figure it out on their own. Uh, that's just where they need to be. I mean, I, I, I have no love for these people. I, I don't. I, I, would, I would rather than most of them you know, die a painful death maybe end up the same way Epstein did hanging from his bunk in, in his jail cell. Why the hell not? You know? I mean, we, we see what happened on January 6th where you had all these morons storm the castle and 
They were so ill-prepared. It's like, let's storm the castle and take a selfie. Look at me, I'm in the castle. Uh, yeah. And then in the process, you have all these other hard asses that want to kill, you know, anybody that stands in their way, calling for um, their own Republican counterparts to be hung. We had a gallows out in the, in the outside of the capital or the castle. Could be a castle. Personally, I think it was a hassle to get into the castle just to find someone to hang. I mean, I looked at the, the gallows that they created. <laughs> that, that didn't look strong enough to support any kind of weight whatsoever. That, that stupid cord that they used for the noose. Come on. Don't you people ever play D&D? Don't you know how middle ages, you know, how stuff works? I mean, boot up World of Warcraft for crying out loud. You'll see how this stuff works. Go watch a, a spaghetti western. You'll see how this stuff works. This is just dumb. And they all think that they're, they're the best. <laughs> These people probably couldn't even tell you what two plus two is, let alone tie their shoe. Uh, beer drinking, swill, uh, loving, uh, marry your sister type of people. I can't deal with it. I just can't. My favorite, my favorite now is we here in America, we, we now have this thing called QAnon. Now QAnon is Q's question. Anonymous is anonymous. Not to be confused with Anonymous, with a group of hackers that have been around for a couple of decades now, um, that do little white hat, black hat hacking here and there to break stuff down, which, to be honest, they really haven't done too much uh, recently, but they have resurfaced. Um, I give them a little credit, but again, they didn't do anything spectacular. So what do we have? What else do we have here? Oh yeah, that's where I was going. Uh, so we have some elected officials now that are part of this QAnon thing, and a uh, few of them, uh, I think what the big QAnon thing is is that they like guns. Okay, well, I like guns too. I, I go to the range when I can, and I own a few. Um, but I don't feel this necessary for me to carry it in public or flash it around and say, Hey, look at me. I have a gun. Why don't you come and try and steal it from me and use it against me? Cause I'm a stupid moron pig farmer. So uh, these elected officials have been flaunting their firearms, um, while they're on a Zoom call in their uh, in their chambers, um, when they are actively working with their respected committees, there there was one who didn't even have a uh, any of her guns locked up or on a gun rack. They're just thrown into a bookshelf that was behind her. Uh, this was something that came out about a month or so ago, and uh, it was the most haphazard way to manage your firearms. Any any idiot would know you don't do that. That's why Q and I are nothing but idiots. Yeah, question things. Don't take it for face value. I mean, do your own research. I get it. You know, I, I, that's why I have a podcast. I'm telling you all, you know, do your own research on some things, but this is my perspective. Um, but the big issue here is that they follow blindly some, some leader. Uh, it's unknown who this big leader guy is. Uh, and he's like this, he could be, he could be somebody that we all know, or it could be someone just 
you know, dragging people along because it's a bunch of crap and he's just trying to see if he can garner followers. Uh, it's like going viral without going viral. Someone really, really misses his mommy's love. So here, here you have your, your QAnon people with their firearms and face paint and, you know, coonskin caps and whatever the hell that they, they wear. Uh, bare-chested, big beer bellies, and you know, th there was a there was a video that came out on the sixth when they were storming the castle of these guys who were wearing kilts, uh, and they had something printed on each one of their ass cheeks. <laughs> So they moon the camera and it like spelled something out. I don't even remember what the hell it was. It was so asinine. I mean, it's, seriously, this isn't Braveheart. I mean, I get it. Mel Gibson is a misogynist and a bigot, but it's not Braveheart. Come on. Maybe, maybe it's more or less as an anti-Semite. Because he was raging against the Jews. And then you still hit, then you have, all, speaking of Jews, then you have all your people who still think that the, that what happened during World War II never happened, that it was just a bunch of bunk. Well, again, we have people that that um, are not that bright and they elect people to represent them who are also not that bright. What I have actually contemplated was running for office myself because we currently here in Ohio, we have heard that Jim Class Jordan is not running anymore. So there could be an opening. What affiliation am I? I told you that the last time. I walk the line. And no, I'm not drinking beer this episode. I'm indulging in a little bit of caffeine. And this is not a product placement, but Cherry Coke. That was good. All right. Sorry for that. Now, what do we got going on here? So I could keep rambling about how all this crap just ties in and how I want to launch them all into space and forget about them. But maybe that's not the best way because we, we here are waiting on... Uh, Waiting to hear from our, uh, I, I guess your your ETs, your your uh, aliens, because of the whole ancient alien theory that's out there, uh, that we were seated on this planet, or potentially we were seated on Mars, and then we came to this planet. So this was Earth too, and. And you you have all these these theories that the, that the aliens are out there. They're coming back. There's videos all over the place. Check out uh, Secure Team's uh, YouTube. He's got so much info out there. He's got, he he posted the other day. He got a, over over a thousand videos of total randomness. So check that out and, and try and tell me that they don't exist try to debunk that stuff like Mick West. I mean, I, I, I get what Mick West is doing. Uh, I'm totally there with the guy. Uh, I've actually known him since uh, the mid-90s, prior to him creating Tony Hawk Pro Skater video game, because he had created, what was that company, Neversoft? It was a play on Microsoft. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, 
known him way back when. Uh, long story, don't want to get into it. And um, he's trying to debunk everything and say, oh no, this could be explained this way. No, this could be explained this way. But there's a lot of things that can't be explained. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of sounds. There's a lot of everything. There was a clip that came out in the news just the other day uh, that they had NASA captured a, a strange sound coming from Mars. And they tried to debunk it by saying that it's, it was being created, it was a sound created by the rover that's up there. That our, our latest rover that we launched onto Mars and they were giving back this sound. But in listening with it, listening to it, it did not sound like what they're trying to say it was. There's different frequencies and there's different uh, different things that just didn't make sense for it to be what they said it was. Uh, I'd give you the link, but I don't I don't think that I want to. Uh, again, go look for it yourself if you want. It's a really short clip. I can guarantee you that by the time you hear this and you go and look for it, it's probably not going to be there anymore. Unless someone got it on YouTube somewhere. Like maybe even security picked it up. So, uh, as always that, uh, I don't think, I don't think that there's, there's much, you know, I, 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 I do think that the aliens are, you know, there are already here. They're among us. Um, they, they kind of look like us. There's been so many pictures circulating that over time that we, our earliest form of man resembled more of a modified gray alien. And there's a few people that I know personally in life that look like a great alien with human skin and hair. Big ass bug eyes. But not so buggy in the, where it looks like they have a thyroid issue, if you know what I mean. So I think that uh, one of these days they're going to really show themselves and we'll know. We'll know. And you'll have the ones that will want to fight against them. You'll have the ones that want to embrace them. Because we are loaded with bigots. There's so many people out there that... I think they'll take a pot shot. And then they'll get vaporized. because Or start the, the invasion or the war of the worlds, per se. And then we all end up dying. All because of some stupid-ass guy taking his AR-15 and popping some holes in something that didn't look like him. Stupid-ass pig farmers. Now, I've always said that uh, everyone keeps talking about the, the book 1984 how a lot of that apocalyptic stuff is uh, coming to light. That it's all happening in real time. And if you really look at the world around you and match it up. Uh, some people have compared it to the works of Nostradamus, where it actually foretells a future that should not happen, but it will. And it is. And it, it's, it's here now. Uh, but back in the day, uh, when I was young, my school wanted us to read one of Orwell's books. And the book that we read was Animal Farm. Now, Animal Farm has stuck with me, and I keep bringing it back up. Because you always have people that are 
standing in front of you thinking that they're the best, but they're just the same as everybody else. Uh, in the book, you had different animals in the barnyard, and it's the pigs that see them, the farmer and does not want to be taken to slaughter. So the so they start to think, oh, well, if we walked upright on two legs instead of four, then we would be taken more seriously. And uh, so throughout the book, you know, the, the animals kept, the, the, the pigs kept one-upping. And uh, then other animals would see that they're walking on two legs, thieves are walking on two legs. And bottom line is at the very end of the book that the pigs thought that they were high class, that they were aristocrats, or I'm sorry, aristocrats, not the Disney film, sorry. Uh, and they, they wanted to, they wanted to prove that they were, that they were better and everything. And, so the end of the book, the farmer still takes the animals to slaughter. He don't care if they're walking out upright, wearing clothing, looking more human. They're still the same animal. They're still, they still go to the same slaughterhouse. It doesn't matter. You can't save them all. And just because you pretend that you are something that you're not, does not mean that you are saved your world, you know, it's, that's, it's that just that easy to change your world, that you can do something else. Now, I know those of you that are listening are going to start yelling at me saying, hey, didn't you see it's all about perception that we can create our own world? Well, yeah, that's, that's true. That is absolutely true, that you can create your own world, uh, that you, that you see, that you, you want to, you want others to perceive you in a different light and you want to say, yeah, I want to fly. I want wings. I want, I want to be something else. So you perceive yourself, you, you carry yourself in different, different light. And maybe some people are dumb enough and they'll believe you. They can I mean, we're human, so we're all the same animal. We all walk upright. No one's taking us to slaughter. But we we need to we need to take notice because there's a lot of uh, BS out there. There's a lot of people that want to uh, change and shake us up and be something that we're not. But you. You have the free will or the perception to to convince others that you are uh, worthy of being something greater than what you are. So, with that being said, our Our little friends, the pigs, in the animal farm. Yes, they did go to, go to slaughter because who doesn't like pork belly or bacon or a nice pork rib? Some people like chicharrones. You know, I know I do. Buy it by the bag. It's the best thing in the world. Uh, But no, we as humans are apex predators on this planet as far as being the most intelligent. Um, we're not the strongest. We are the, again, perception, we are the smartest. Um, there's a lot of other animals out there that can compete. Uh, that can match our intelligence, but there's nothing that can surpass our intelligence. 
mean, granted, there are a lot of dumbass humans that are out there. And if it was up to me, I would eradicate every last one of them. Can't do that, though. I mean, we got a virus that's doing that for us. And let's see. So, would that make me a hero or an anti-hero? I've always kind of put myself in an anti-hero, uh, reluctant hero thought, uh, comparing myself to that of uh, Frank Castle, the Punisher, or Luke Cage, or Ghost Rider, which is, I, I know I told you before, Ghost Rider is always my favorite. Um, Wolverine, you know, these are all people that walk the line. They're all by themselves. They're solo. Nobody else deals with them or wants to deal with them because they put their money where their mouth is. Me, I've been solo for so long. Uh, no marriage, no kids, no nothing, just me. And because you're not attached to anything, and you have that freedom, you could do so much with your life. You could talk to anybody, you could go anywhere. You don't have anyone to answer to but yourself. And circling all the way back, there's a certain generation that is not having any kids. And because they're not having any kids, that there's a fear that we might not, that we might end. Not entirely, but we might end as a race, as a species, in, in a certain point in the future that uh, there's not going to be enough of us. But then again, what does it mean for it to be that there's enough of us? Uh, those of you that are listening may know of the Georgia Guidestones. These were put there and uh, in a part of Georgia. I don't recall the actual town name, but the bottom line is, is that they are giant monolithic structure and it it says on the monolith, like a new type of commandments. And uh, not so much in the biblical sense, but a new type of commandments. And one of the commandments is to reduce the world's population to a certain amount. <laughs> in doing so, it's going to be a big feat of power, of strength, to wipe out, erase mankind. Uh, well, maybe not entirely. Uh, I'm thinking here, those of you that may have seen the movie, um, The Time Machine, it was a remake that came out in the 90s, early 2000s, 90s, I think it was the 90s. And um, there was a sequence where he was going into the future and he goes way out into the future and he walks into this, uh, I believe it was a library of some sort and there was a bunch of these glass pylons in the middle of it. And there was a program that looked like a person and the program recorded him as it was conversing with him. So his appearance was in, inputted inside of this program. So he was asking all the stories about, you know, tell me about the future. Tell me about what's going on now. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. So the program was conversing with him. So then something happened where the moon 
blew up. And that caused a whole bunch of trouble and eventually ended up wiping out mankind because the moon is there as a centerpiece for Earth where it controls our tides, it controls our uh, sleep, it controls uh, a lot of different aspects, the growing seasons, the harvest seasons, the seasons period. So it, it has a lot of control over um, us here on Earth. And so he gets back to his time machine. And he goes further into the future. And you see the, the visual that they give you is the world, the, the world around him where his time machine was sitting. The buildings crumbled. The roads disappeared. Uh, grass fields grew. Mankind was wiped out. So he went. Uh, he got up, he got to a point where he got off the time machine. He's way out in the future, and he goes walking around. He hears something. He hears people. So he goes forward and he sees the the familiar face of the program that he had conversed with, which would have been eons prior. And he goes and talks with the program. The program goes, I remember you. I know who you are. You, I, you met with me and he relays a whole history. You asked me about this and he talks about that. And then he asks the program, he goes, well, where am I now? And because the program is, all of his pylons are gone. It's just one pylon and half of it cracked off. So he's just partially there. And so he, he, he tells what happened, how the world came to an end, and how... There was no more human existence. That's the cities crumbled and the people died. And he's all that was left. Then the story talks, you know, introduces the Morlocks, the this race of mutated human, half alien group that live in subterranean caverns. They're a warring race. You know, these are the pig farmers of today. Okay. They're the Morlocks. And they were, they didn't want to see humans. Humans were bad. Humans were bad. Because their stories, it was transcended. And uh, they just didn't want to deal with humans anymore. They just want to deal with their own kind. God, I wish that was the way today. These stupid pig farmers. So, as he traversed the landscape, he came across uh, a small civilization of humans that survived. Uh, and these are like generations and generations and generations from those that lived in those cities. And they have, like, they reverted back to, I mean, this whole timeline goes all the way back, like, to history repeating itself, where people live in tribes instead of in cities, that they live off the land and hunt instead of doing other things. And because of the lack of the moon, that the species have, you know, mutated somewhat to, to survive. And they told him the stories that was told to them from their, through their generations. So ultimately, we as a human species, in order for us to survive in space and to colonize other planets, we need to learn how to get along with each other now. And if we can't get along now, then there's no chance for our survival at all.
we are we're doomed. We are totally doomed. We'll never go. We'll never go forth. We'll never become something. We'll never. We'll never transcend. And uh, like I've told you before in prior episodes, that we need another evolutionary jump as a species. We need something that's going to take us to the next level. We have yet to find it. We, we are stunted. We are not, we're complacent. You know, there's, there's another possible future for us. Um, if anybody out there listening, if you ever seen the Disney movie, Wally, where all the humans are fat, drinking sugary stuff like my cherry Coke here, and don't even work. They just exist for the sake of existing. They turn into sloth-like creatures. And they create waste. And they just don't care. We're kind of that way now. I mean, you, you go all the way back to that, that commercial uh, of the Native American uh, standing there over a... Uh, What was that, like a uh, garbage dump where all the stuff was just blowing in the wind and the birds were flocking around trying to pick the garbage and uh, and he, he cries. You know, it's supposed to be a very touching image where they, they were here first. They lived this land. They knew every aspect of this land. And then ha having our land turn into a trash dump. That's that's something that needs to be reevaluated. You could talk about all kinds of different things that are going to fix that, but we're too far gone. We are way too far gone. So the only the only avenue we have now is to try and do better going forward or find other ways to allow the planet to survive. Uh, we, we recently had a planetary eruption from a volcano in Iceland that hasn't erupted for thousands of years. Everyone thought it was dormant. So we're probably going to be entering a cycle now where dormant volcanoes and dormant earth activities are going to start kicking up again. Uh, climate change. Yes, it's a real thing. That's uh, a real, real thing. There, and it's all over the country and all over the world. Uh, I'm, we're feeling it here in Ohio just like they would be down in Florida. It's just what happens to us is slightly different than what happens down south, but it's still all from the same cause. And I'm not going to talk on that now because our hour is just about up. So, with that being said, I'll be on hiatus for the next couple weeks and we'll be back uh with a new podcast uh, april april 19th april 19th so what are we going to talk about season two shoot i don't know probably something a little bit different than what we're doing now seems that the big topics are the uh, way of the world, and the, the, the cryptocurrency, and other financial uh, things. So, well, I don't know. 
maybe maybe we'll talk about something more summary. We'll go back into uh, the history of women. We talk about Lilith. We could talk about vampires. We talk about pirates. There's a lot of things I want to talk about. So maybe we might be able to conjure up a demon. Wouldn't that be fun? That's it. Please exit through the gift shop, and I'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks for stopping by.